So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this. This is Machu Bailey alongside my critical or critiquing partner in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of Bears, Beats, and Bailey. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a long while. You know, we had a lot of, you know, shenanigans to go through. You know, Academy yeah. Awards came and went. Yeah. We were shocked by the results as well too, as as you probably were. Yeah. Um, we saw some fe- we saw a few trailers that came out. You know, we're gonna talk about those first of all. Yeah. Uh, Ghostbusters for one, the Nina Simone biopic yeah. Yeah. starring Zoe Saldana. Yeah. And of course, the trailer that blew everybody's <laughs> minds, it's, it's Captain like, America. It's like a hundred million views at this point. It's a ridiculous yeah. thing. Like within twenty four hours, it got out. Like all right. Yeah. yeah like like. <laughs> literally anyway, it came out and then two yeah, two hours later everybody just went crazy yes civil war um alongside that we're going to talk about a film that you got to see um directed by gavin hood latest yeah yeah and called the, eye in the sky eye in the sky and i i yeah, we'll talk about it but yes. it was i liked it yeah anyway. and we were well, both of us saw 10 cloverfield lane yeah and we're gonna share our thoughts about that so what do we start with trailers right trailers yes uh let's talk about the worst trailer which is the Nina Simone one? Yes, I would yeah. say. Um, okay, so the big the big hullabaloo currently going on with this is Zoe Saldana is not black; she's no. Afro Latino, and she playing a character who is almost quintessentially black in terms of identity. And if you get into the whole identity politics thing, yeah. Um, Nina Simone is basically a, a you know a watershed moment. You know, her career was watershed moment for jazz. Mm-hmm. Legendary she, yeah, in, yeah, in the jazz really, scene, really, really, yeah. uh, basically a vanguard in, in jazz, more or less. Um, yeah, and she had such a distinct voice, like rep- you know, nobody could yeah. replicate that voice. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, especially as a woman, um, yeah. you know, people like Dorothy Dandridge, who was a lot more lighter skin, and there's a whole there was a whole colorism issue with her. Yeah, she yeah really embraced the blackness, and she came out at the right time for that, you mm-hmm. know, politically. Um, and a lot of people kind of see in the whole Zoe Saldana scenario as kind of a little, little bit of a slap in the face. Yeah, um, and, I know, and I know like the Nina Simone family, of course, they, 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 yeah, they, yeah, were, they were yeah, you know, pissed off by yeah, it. Yeah, the yeah, didn't really care for yeah. what was going on there. Um, the thing is, okay, so here's my problem with it. <clears> uh, the problem is the casting. Now, what I suspect went on is that Zoe Saldana pushed for it. You know, Zoe Saldana, the problem is that she looks... Nothing like Nina Simone, right? And a big this is another big factor too. It's not so much about the skin color and the tone, but Nina Simone was not let us say in terms of um, she wasn't she didn't have the Barbie doll Hollywood look. That no, no. Zoe Saldana look. She have a very African, very big lips. Um, again, all eyes part of the whole identity aspect of, of what you think is attractive or what should be you know attractive, especially within um, with black women. You know, big nose, big lips, this kind right. of look, that look. No. Um, but but to my knowledge, um, was anybody else? Cast or considered to That's, be cast okay, to play uh, that, that role. If I, no, okay, so if I remember correctly, if I want to understand, Mary J. Blige was supposed to be. Um, oh, know, to play that role. Right. Now, Mary J. Blige, I think, is an excellent singer. Yes. An excellent artist. Uh, she's a um, terrible actress. What, what what film? I, I, like, honestly, I, I love I her music, but I can't remember no, any. Was, movie I remember it had some movie and it was so terrible. I forget what it was, but. Um, I have yeah. a feeling there was some, like, just knowing her music, I, I think it's probably some sort of Christmas, like some, right, yeah, you know, I, some Afro-American some, Christmas film, or or was it The Best Man Holiday? Or, I'm not sure. Yeah, I know it's, it's one, one of those, those like, kind really, of films. Really, really crappy. Those sentimental right. films, you know, she has to come in church, there's a, like, right. a church scene, and she has to yeah. sing a song, you know. That's right, what I'm thinking. That, yeah, that stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, with the case of Zoe Saldana, no, here's the worst part. If Zoe Saldana didn't... The big thing with the trailer, and what, what pissing people off, is that... If I understand, they got a lot 
inaccuracies with respect to her life. So uh, right. for one, understand the script leak. No, you know, nowadays a lot of scripts getting leaked now. Of course, early, yeah. like pretty damn early. And they said that like this script was even close. It did look like everybody involved was just trying to jump on it for a film, right? The quick right. film buck. And you know, Nina Simone is a big cultural icon, and they said, "All oh, right, we do a Nina Simone movie, and we take it over." Yeah. And we run it, and that, that, this disaster happened. It kind of reminds me of um, Ashton Kutcher's Jobs. Yeah. Steve Jobs movie. The, the forgotten film. Yeah. Then, <laughs> Nobody then, cared about it. Right. And then um, this guy, Fassbender, came with his version, which is, again, wasn't in terms of the look not close, but because it had the, the quote unquote spirit of the character. Yeah. The spirit of the, the figure. It ended up being a much better movie. And I, and it was, really, I, I really love like, the character depth that, that it right. brought. Actually, yeah, actually brought really, two things. A, the writing was better because it was this boy from West Wing. Now he's, um, who wrote? Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, Aaron yes. Sorkin, right. Yeah, uh, it had, just had that energy in it. Yes, so it especially with the, with the dialogue, which is right. fast paced. And, and then another thing, so in the case of Nina Simone now, the, what pissing people off too is that she, uh, Zoe Salana has this really bad makeup on. So yes, look like yes, music, yes. It's just looking terrible. I'm and like sorry. in the trailer alone, you, you see it. She has, no, she has, she has much, she, yeah. she darkened the skin. Now, here's the thing with, with Zoe Saldana. She is, she's, you know, she's Afro-Latina. She's not particularly dark, but here's the problem with her. In her case, she kind of went out of her way to say, well, she's not black. And she not, people don't want a pigeonhole on her as black and so on. So, so which is fine. Right. I, okay. Um, however, you're now coming back to try to play this more or less quintessentially black icon. Exactly. Yeah. That's a problem. You're gonna have you're gonna have issues with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't 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 do don't do. It comes across as very disingenuous and two-faced to many people, and that's why I think a lot of you pissed off. Right. In terms of the acting roles, who would have gotten the part? And you know, in terms of acting, I don't know. A lot of people um, reference Crazy Eyes from. Uh, oh, from um, Orange is the New Black, Black. Right. I forget her name. Ozu something. I forget. Uh, yeah. Name. Um, this the person I had in my head was uh, Michonne from Walking Dead. Yes, yeah, yeah she, she would have been perfect. To me, to me yeah. she would have been. Uh, she had, you know, she just right down to, to skin tone alone, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just and um, I don't know. I get a feeling that's that's what they should do. Let this. I suspect this movie will crash and burn. In fact, people are so pissed off that the estate has said they're gonna have a listening party and they're gonna tell everybody, yeah, come to the listening party and don't go to this. Oh my god! And then other people just outright saying, yeah, just watch the documentary that came out on Netflix the other day. Yeah, I haven't um, seen the, it yet. Well, the Oscar nominated right, one, right? Yeah, yes. exactly. Just watch that. Yeah, like, don't waste your time with this movie. I suspect this is gonna crash and burn. It has too much bad press. I can't see it. I mean, look, Zoe Sana could come and be impressive and do a good job with it. Yeah. But for one, understand, I just as a product, they just missed the point of it. Yeah. Um, um, and I suspect somebody just gonna capitalize it as in same like Jobs and Steve Jobs. Right. You're gonna have a second movie that's gonna you're gonna get a better actress, get somebody with more energy, and then understand, you know, someone say, like, Yeah, this is how you're supposed to do the movie. And get a girl from Walking Dead. Yeah, she started she started a movie called Mother of George as well. Right. It's a really, really good movie. I really enjoyed. Uh and actor wise, how how was how was she? Oh no, no, she's she, she's brilliant. All she's right. really, really again with Walking Dead, you know, has this, you know, badass surviving the wilderness stuff. Yeah. Nope. She is a really, really sympathetic, you know, what happened with you because the whole thing with his son and you know, mm. there's a whole story with it. Uh yeah. Um, well, my well, my thing, if I could just interject for a bit, yeah. my my issue with the with the um with the trailer itself is just the approach to the character itself. Right. Like, okay, I understand you want to show this character as being flawed, and then you know eventually no, they're gonna just, rise yeah. out of the flawness and you know yeah, become no, no, no. this icon. But at the same time, okay, you're showing shots of her going to this mental institute, you're showing right. like the you know the media hounding right. her down and stuff, and right. you know just showing her as this really oh, no, no. damaged character. No, yeah, she, you know, but, and, a, and I'm just thinking. Yeah, I just think yeah. it kind of goes against even if they try to kind of shoehorn it near the end where you know with the text cards oh well you know she's gonna rise up and she's right. gonna lead a nation or whatever stuff like that but right. at the same time it's kind of like you're showing us this really incredibly damaged characters right. like it kind of goes against 
because I mean, no offense, I don't know much about her right again uh, no, story, no, no, but, no, but I know her music. Okay, so I'm somewhat marginally familiar with her thing. Again, I didn't see the recent documentary, but I kind of kind of yeah. know her life from before. Um, yeah, so it's kind of like yeah, no, she how, was, how are they she, gonna no, really that's present the her? That's that, my again issue. because you have uh, well, a lot of people kind of again pissed off with the, with the whole behind the scenes with Hollywood. And again, this is a big thing with Hollywood and race is the crew. I think, from what I understand, the crew is entirely white. Wow. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a whole thing. So, you know, it's how you're going to treat the material and, and who understand the character. I, I, I think, I just think that these people just don't get the pussy. It have nothing. It, yeah, it's a race and culture issue, but yeah, that's because you don't get the pussy. You don't mm-hmm. understand who you're dealing with. Um, get people who know who she is. Get a consultant. Consult yeah, something. Consultant. You don't, you don't, at no point you got that feeling from the trailer. Um, it's a trailer. Yeah. So I don't even fight them. The movie will come and go. Um, I suspect it'll crash and when a lot of people just pissed off from what they do. And because the script leaked, you know, it kind of yeah. put the nail in the coffin with that, that last nail in the coffin with that. Yeah, but um, I don't think there's much you could do f- about it right now. Right, you know, it's so, kind of pretty much know, done. They so just have to put take, it out and see what happens. Yeah, so it's another, probably had to take Shilam soon this one. Um, yeah. So, we'll so, no, so no no, Oscar nomine- nomination for her yeah, anytime soon, unfortunately. Get, it might get, yeah, she might get burned with this one. Yeah. Um, All right, but so moving on to, moving on to, to other... Um, black women looking bad in the popular culture. Oh my gosh! We're gonna be talking about Leslie Jones in Ghostbusters. In Ghostbusters no, I happen to I happen to like Leslie Jones. Yeah, and I liked her appearance in um, the Academy Award ceremony. Yeah, no, that I, little I, right. skit that yeah, was yeah, that little bit she did was pretty funny. Yeah. With, in, um, with, his, with the Revenant, Revenant the Bear thing. <laughs> yeah, remake, yeah. No, but okay. So here's the thing with Leslie Jones for me. If it had anybody else like her, she happened to just fill a particular niche, which works at times. When she first appeared on SNL, she, she, from what I understand, she was always a behind-the-scenes writer. As a comedian, she paid her dues in, um, in behind-the-scenes on stand-up and whatnot. Right, right. So she's, she's actually quite old. I didn't know she was this old. She's actually, she has a lot of age. She's like 47. Yeah. Okay. So she, I thought she, she was like early no, 40s or no, yeah, late 30s or something. Yeah, yeah. No, she, she's 40. I think she's 40s from what I understand. You could correct me on that. I probably had to check it quick. But from what yeah. I understand, she, I think she's probably late, late 30s, I think. Okay, okay. I don't think she's that. Yeah, but, but I check it to so, but I understand her career is um, pretty far on. And then when she came on, she was like a product of her time. A lot of people, I, I remember seeing her for the first time and I was like, wow, I hate this, you know, this thing of be, her being the black woman and she, yeah. the angry black woman and that's the whole bit. And it just never worked, it never stick for me. But then in SNL and how SNL is done now, where it's this kind of hipster, you know, referential self-reflexivity to things. Yes, yes. She started playing on that with it. In, in SNL with her characters on her roles and especially when she does her little bits on Weekend Update the Weekend Update bit and I, I said, she started really growing mm-hmm. and I was like oh no she, she actually is quite funny she just have to give her a good script so on so so forth yeah so with Ghostbusters a lot of people kind of pissed off with well why it is it you have the white girls as the scientists and, and why is she right. no, you know working in the transit no but that's yeah. the thing in the original Ghostbusters it was the same thing it was yeah. the three scientists uh, and Ernie Hudson and Ernie Hudson was the, yeah. was the kind of the working stiff black guy yeah and that's where the, the real problem comes with this movie yeah and I remember she went up on Twitter I was like well you know why right, why you want to bash me because of that you know like, right she defend herself and I, I, I was like alright cool so people that's the controversy that move on I didn't really give a shit about that frankly yeah, um, I, I didn't think about that either. Yeah, too. I didn't have a problem. You know with what? It. Going uh, into the trailer either. Right, and for me, you know, um, the thing is, here's a problem with this with this Ghostbusters. First of all, this trailer is edited terrible. Right, I, some guy on Reddit did like a re-edited trailer for it. Yeah, I I, I saw it. It was like and 57 was, seconds yeah, long, and it was it was much a brilliant better trailer, yeah. much better, well-edited trailer. And I was like, oh wow. So the edit the trailer is edited terribly. It looking like typical Sony Productions, 
Sony Nickelodeon movie bullshit. You yeah, know? Let, 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 let's show all these grand right. set pieces and sweeping, creatures and stuff. You'll get a shot of New York. All the time is always do that. It's yeah. a lazy sweeping shot of New York. It's the same sweeping shot of New York. Smurfs, anyone? Every, yeah, yeah, all the same. <laughs> right, that same nonsense. You get fed up of that. That's one. Two, the problem, here's the problem with this in terms of the characterization. Again, I only judge from the trailer. Now, I happen to love Paul Feig. Love Paul Feig. He did Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. Right? He did he Spy. Did Spy, yeah. Spy when, he, when I saw the trailer for Spy, it looked terrible. It looked terrible, let's admit that. Um, but, you know, you have the fact of our rating. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this a little earlier. We this back in, I think we was on the phone with that. Yeah. And with Paul Feig, but with Ghostbusters, we have a PG, PG rating. That is a, is a PG or PG? T- I, I have a feeling we are t- uh, PG 30, PG for sure. Yeah. I know, well, PG and PG 30, I find it's more or less the same. You, you can't curse, you can't get away with a lot of stuff. You have a lot of, you're restricted in terms of your comedy freedom. Yeah. Um, the problem with this in terms of characterization, again, judging from the trailer, is at no point you get a feeling that they're female ghostbusters. You get a feeling that it's, you know, on the internet, it's a term called Rule 63, which is basically female versions of male ghostbusters. It doesn't, it doesn't, at no point they feel like new characters. They just feel like the female equivalents of the old guys, right. the original four, right? They are three white And if, that was, if that's yeah. the approach you were going that's for, then... That's uh, a serious problem. That's, that's, that comes across as quite lazy because, again, I don't mind if you do female Ghostbusters. That's fine. Problem I have here is that it doesn't feel like female Ghostbusters. You're yeah. just doing your Rule 63, you're just doing Rule 63 Ghostbusters. That's not, that's actually just me watching Ghostbusters in another dimension, essentially. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not seeing a new, new characters. I'm not seeing anything new or interesting. You're just looking like you're just repeating everything. You're just gender swapping. Right. And, and, gender swap. And just, uh, just to stop there for that a second. Um, if, if you remember, right, remember there were two cartoon TV series for right. Ghostbusters, right? Mm-hmm. There was the real Ghostbusters that came out right. in the late 80s, right? That was uh, around yeah. the time when Ghostbusters 2 came out. Yeah, they, they called it, it, I think they called it the real Ghostbusters because the other Ghostbusters was a, th- a different thing. It was a different. It was a name, so they could yeah. use a name and had a whole thing. So they said, "This is the real Ghostbusters." Anyway, right, and, then, legal, and, and then right, and then in mid nineties, that was around the time when yeah, Men yeah, in Black was big. So Men in Black had you know their cartoon and stuff, yeah. and I think the same company did a version same of animation. the of yeah. right of Ghostbusters, and you had different. There, there you had younger characters. There's a female Ghostbusters, right? And in no way did it feel like okay, they were trying to play off of the old characters. Right, that was the whole point. Well, yeah. they just continued it. It was a younger bunch, so it was, and it was really quote unquote PC. So it was, <laughs> it was. A Hispanic guy, a girl, a guy in a wheelchair. <laughs> I forgot about the and guy in a wheelchair. And I, forget, I forget the other person. And basically, Egon was Egon was. He was a, a black guy. Well, yeah, the, right. But I, I, I can't remember. No, he wasn't in a wheelchair. It was a white guy who was on a wheelchair. No, a white guy was in a wheelchair. Right. He had a Hispanic guy. Well, kind of like dark Dominican type figure. I'm not sure what it was. Mm. But I remember he was kind of Hispanic or dark. Um, I don't think he was black like African American black. Um, and then he had the girl. She was kind of like a kind of grungy kind of yeah. kind of uh, what's called it. You know, she that, had, like not um, punk, no. not punk. Uh, shit, grunge, gothic, gothic, thank gothic. You. Yeah, she was a little goth. That is yeah. what she was, right? Uh, yes, yes, I remember that. She was a bit goth. I remember that. And then it was basically Egon kind of um, mentoring them, mm-hmm. going on to become the new set of Ghostbusters. It I think that was the name of it, the new Ghostbusters, right? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It was Ghostbusters Extreme or something like that. If oh, I remember yeah, correctly. I didn't, I didn't care for it. Um, no, Extreme Ghostbusters. That was the name right. of it. Yeah, it was. I didn't care right. for it. It was. It came and went for me. I didn't care for them. Um, but the animation that, was 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 solid though. Yeah, like yeah, that was, style right. that it did was cool. But other yeah. than that, I don't remember anything else about it. Sorry. Right. But as I say, with with this this new series, um, again, well, you got you got a sense. Even even if it was PC and it fall it fell within the PC you know template. Yeah. Um, it still felt like new characters, and that's the problem. 
with this now, it just feels like a gender swap Ghostbusters. At no point you're feeling these are women Ghostbusters. Yeah, and, and, and different and, people. And the excuse, of course, is nostalgia. We that's have to go problem. back to that's 1984. Yeah. And, you know, even and, even that, shots, like certain shots, for example, look like, yeah. you know, from the old film, you know. But and, and, that's, and that's another mistake, too, is that, look, Ghostbusters operated, you know, that's another, yeah, that's a good point you made, which is the whole nostalgia issue, which is you're bringing back, you're trying to get lightning in a bottle. And the, the only reason that the original Ghostbusters work it was really Harry Mimas, Bill Murray, and Dan Aykroyd, and the three of them, you could have put them in any scenario. Yeah. You could have, they could have been astronauts. They could have been anything. You know, you could have put them in any situation, I think. Um, they could have do anything. They could have sell, they could have sell McDonald's. And yeah, because they just had that chemistry right, yeah, and the that timing. Right, the three of them bouncing off of each other, and they just have to put the ghosting on it, and that's why it worked. Yeah. So for you to say, all right, you're going to bring that back? Now, look, Kristen Wiig... Uh, um, well, Melissa McCartney. Melissa McCarthy, uh, right. Chris Ring and Melissa McCarthy together is very good. Yeah, they're, we've they're seen always, it before. You know, right. Bridesmaids, Bride great. Yeah. Spidey was in that. Was yes. Really, yeah, uh, what's, um, what's her name? Kate McKinnon. Yeah. I think she's incredibly talented. She's very, very funny in my opinion. Yeah, not too familiar with her work, but okay, she, 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 she does, looks very right. talented. She, she pretty much kind of, she kind of took over from Chris and Wigan SNL in terms of the top female, um, kind of does everything, right. has her own characters that really work um, in SNL. Like, again, I follow SNL because SNL is a good template to see where yeah, where, where new good. talent coming from. Yeah, where me and I mean, SNL's our show is fluctuating in terms of quality. Um, yeah, which is probably why I haven't yeah, I watched know, it Yeah, a lot of people while. hate SNL. I still watch it. I still think it's funny. I still I still like the style of humor. Really, I just look at SNL because of the machinery of it. Mm. It's, it's, you look, you pull off these sketches in a week and it's yeah. really big. Anyway. Oh, yeah, and the guest appearances, of course. Right. You know, anyway, Kate McKinnon, McKinnon is, in my opinion, incredibly funny. She does a lot of great roles. She does a parody of Ellen, which is hilarious. She does <laughs> Justin Bieber, which is hilarious. What she does quite well is she does white women template stereotypes. So she could play any type of white woman on the planet. So she'll, wow. make, she'll make fun of like some Spanish woman. Mm-hmm. Or like and do a, a, shitty, a shitty like Eastern European accent or something like that. That's funny. She right. does that very, very well. Every time she does that, she has a character that's like that. Right. So she played like a, a goofball. So her character is maybe the Bill Murray-ish character, maybe. Yeah. I get that feeling. Um, and, and like... Kirsten Wiig is... is Kirsten Wiig character is basically Egon. Mm-hmm. And Mr. McCarthy's character is, is Ree. Yeah. Essentially. And then. Um, and of Les course, Leslie is. is um, yeah, is that boy from Oz, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I I went into a city movie, but this trailer is terrible. And it, the, the sad part is that there's yeah. a lot of genuine misogyny going on with it. Like, you know, the world is women and you go fuck it up and that, that shit, no. And I was like, no, they're fucking it up because it's not women, they're fucking it up because it's, it's gender swapping. It's a yeah. lazy gender swap. That's a difference. Exactly. Like, yeah. like I'm not even looking at that, right? But just, just from, just looking at the trailer, just from that standpoint, it just didn't strike me as being overly hilarious. It was, yeah. it wasn't like, it was just like, yeah, Ghostbusters, yeah. right? Evil demon right. ghost puking on right. this girl. No. <laughs> right. No, yeah, That's that. not really ge- like it, that. It, it just came off as just painfully unfunny to yeah. me. Like yeah. I saw what he was doing. Like I like the the updated remix or whatever remake of the of the so, team song that was clever. Right. Um, some of the jokes just didn't hit for me. Like you know, for example, um, Melissa McCarthy's character being possessed, and you know they yeah. had that little exorcist ripoff yeah. scene. You know, the head twisting. You know, yeah. doing a one eighty, and then Leslie slapping is you know, like yeah. you know the power. Of, you know what I mean? It's, right. Just didn't work for me. And I think I, that that's the problem with me. Just just the humor just yes, fell if flat. This, if this, as I said, yeah, I remember you mentioned earlier. If this had an R, I'd have been a lot more hopeful for this. Yeah, and right, well, well, that's well, the problem is that Paul Feige now will have to say, look, if Paul Feige come late and say, look, in the DVD you're gonna get our version. Yeah. All right, I'll be on board. 
um, because you just have to just you have to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, um, well, we kind of mentioned this. Well, yeah, we kind of mentioned this um, via a phone call before. Yeah, we talk, yeah, yeah we pri- talk prior to this prior to this um, recording. Yeah. But um, I felt that you know, like with bridesmaids and you know, spy, yeah. you know, at first glance, like for me, yeah. I didn't really think much about those shows. Like I thought bridesmaids is going to be some generic romantic right. comedy. Yeah. I thought spy was going to be some generic um, right. spy job. parody. Yeah. But because of the R rating, you know, Paul yeah. Feig was able to just yeah. get all these kind of crass for the yeah. humor but it still worked it was still generally funny and I think that with Ghostbusters here now yeah. because it's going to be a PG-13 rating I have a feeling it's going to be that not PG no um, that it's going to be risky for him you know because you know kids are going to be there and you know either you know if the adults get so many jokes fine but you know if the kids don't get it they don't get it yeah I don't, I don't, you see that's the thing like nowadays for me like again I, I, I probably just arguing because I'm too old for it but to me comedy that just aim to younger people just not going to work anymore them days done for me Personally, you have to be. You had to go on the extra limb. You had to offend a little bit. You know. Yeah. If it not, if it not a little offensive, it probably not going to be funny. They just a high problem. Can't please everybody. Yeah. No. You could do. You could do genuinely classic humor, and you don't have to look. You don't have to go blue, but the probability of you doing great humor without going blue. Yeah. Um, Um, And the thing is, no, but Paul and Paul Feig is a person that he kind of take over from Halloween in that way. Is that he's a very conscientious um, script writer. Alright. He understands how to be self-aware in a modern sense like Spy did a great job yes yes. it was very self-aware and it did a good job with the material and uh, yeah I you know yeah, I, I, um, I'm, I'm really rooting for this movie. Yeah, really yeah, me, me, me too. I like everybody involved here, and I want to see it yeah. well done. Um, but um, well, 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 for me, I, I think that if this show is a success, it will be like a, a big, you know, middle finger to like, you know, everybody who is kind of doubted because oh, right. well, we casting women now. But right. you know, think about it. It's not like you're going to get the same four people, you know, the same original cast to come because no, they don't a care. A lot, a lot one of them is dead. Because a lot of people, <laughs> a lot of people's complaining with with that. With um, with just yeah, and it, it's to do with the female casting. A lot of people thought that the casting itself was funny. It was bad that they could have gotten that really could have gotten something like Aubrey Plaza or something like um, you know, it have a lot of other funny women out there. Yeah, they could have done with it, and they just think the casting was poor. I think casting's fine. Um, I didn't really have an issue with it. Uh, because mostly because. The, the three of them in particular could work together well. Yeah. Um, and it's the same, it's kind of the same formula, but again, it's the Rule 63 problem. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that, that gender swapping problem. Not, that's just, yeah, that's putting the same characters gender swapped. Well, yeah, when the movie comes out, we'll watch it and review it. And uh, I am rooting for the movie. That's me too, me too. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that it's actually right. entertaining at least. I'm yeah. not expecting it to be a classic. Yeah. You know, like the original film. Mm-hmm. Well, and to I, a less I, extent, I, the second film, but know, you know, who knows? The, I really love the first movie. I, the first movie is a true classic for me. Um, yeah, yeah. That I think, I think why I love the first movie so much is because of the whole idea of science trumping superstition. Ah. Like, it does say, oh, all this ghost shit on not science, and we as scientists could explain it. Forget your, your seances and all your superstitious crap. We have science to fix the problem. And it's it, you know, ghost basically is like no different from pests. Right. I love that. that I love that whole debunking of our, of our whole thing. Yeah. And they just do a good job with that story. Okay, well, I just kind of like it for the creativity, for the imagination. Yeah, like, you just see stuff that yeah. 80s movies were filled of, you know? Yeah. It just lets your imagination go and just see where it takes you, you know? And that yeah. is what that movie represents. Just, right. Just the ability to just go balls deep and just, you know, just do some fun and creative, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's so that just anyway. So that's yeah. just our take on the Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. So now, let's go to the grand finale trailer. Civil War. Yeah, this trailer. Oh my god, 
Yes. My goodly godly. <laughs> this had so much awesome in so such a short time. I mean, yes. so much awesome. Two and a half minutes of awesomeness. Jeez, this yes. was such a damn good trailer. Holy crap. Yeah. Start awesome. You know my favorite part? I, I mentioned this on Facebook where he said, um, I could take this all day. Yeah, when, when Captain yeah. America says that before, yeah. you know, Right. shit out yeah. of Iron Man. Yeah, but he said I could take this all day and it's, it's basically a great callback to the first film. Yeah. Um, first um, Avenger when he was getting ass kicked in the, in the alley. Yeah, but um, what, what I would say about this trailer is that um, well, I like the fact that it doesn't give you the full full story but right. at least you have an idea why yeah, if you're, if you're, why the, the division takes if, place. Yeah, if you're, if you're familiar with the, with the comic you see where all the parallels working with. And again, this is what I love about the Russells. The Russells are very conscientious. If, if, There's if, that word again, conscientious. Conscientious means you think of, you are thoughtful and think of everything. Yes. You think of all the things and you, you try to cover your entire imaginative space, creative space. That's what I mean by that. You're thinking of everything. Movies need conscientiousness. Anyway. That was the word of the day. Word of the day. It's going to be the word of the month <laughs> because we're going to see this. This is going to come up with Batman v Superman. Anyway. Hopefully. Yeah. You watch it, one, one of the reasons why Winter Soldier works so well is because you got that sense of, A, not only a great film, they made a good job of catering to modern culture in a really, really smart way. Yeah. Why, why Winter Soldier worked is because you got a sense of, well, a modern argument, very, very modern argument, which is the whole freedom versus liberty, liberty versus security. Mm-hmm. Freedom versus security, that, that classic argument. Do you sacrifice a little bit of freedom for some security? Well, obviously, there's practicalities to that, right? To yeah. people with burglar proofing and digesting normal day-to-day stuff. What about in governments and, and public policy? Um, what happens when you have terrorist actions and these kind of things? This was that that whole narrative and paradigm governed the last decade of American politics. Yes. Essentially. It was because of the events of 9-11. And then you had a bunch of conspiracy theories and, and, and counter narratives that came out of, of out of that. And one of my favorite, easily one of my favorite sections in the entire of the MCU is when um Zola was explaining Hydra's plan. And oh yes, I love that. Amazing edit. I love that that if, month. If, yeah, one of the reasons I love that is if you're familiar with um one of my favorite documentarians, um Adam Curtis. He does these really cool kind of borderline conspiracy theory kind of stuff showing counter narratives of, of American history and, and Western political narratives. It's stuff you could find on YouTube or yeah, you can find you can like, find yeah, you, know, you can find a bunch of stuff, stuff on, on YouTube and VMO and these kind of things. There's right. a ton of like basically it's counter narrative documentaries about well look look like, at all of this this shit that this royal family did and it's connected to this money thing and it, right, it's right, not right. conspiracy theory outright but it's it's counter narratives. It's just oh this actually explains this mm. and that did that so well. It tapped into that really really well. And Civil War kind is a, the apotheosis of the argument, which is, and you saw it in the comic. If you're familiar with the comic, I'm not going to talk about the comic and what happens in there, but basically it's the same thing. It's, hey, you're, you guys are dangerous. Yeah. This is causing a lot of problems. This is making the world less safe in many ways. You, you, this Avengers initiative shenanigans. Yeah, and, and I loved how they, how they showed it just in yeah. the opening yeah. you know, you know, sequence. You know, they showed All the, the clip from, you know, exact disaster from Avengers well, right. and, and then, Winter Soldier yeah, Winter Soldier. and then, Avengers too. Yeah, you know? and they just cover it and it's like, yeah, they have a point. Both sides have a good argument. And then Iron Man now comes in, who's like the kind of the worst possible person to be in charge of. Again, why they're making Tony and you look Tony kind of being the bad guy-ish and yeah. in the comic big callback you totally understand where he's coming from but mm-hmm. he's a corporate problem person exactly and even is, when he tried to, to when, get away from that yeah, that's when, when he roped in right. um, War Machine to exactly. fill so his you, place you have, a whole, you have a whole corporate scenario of a person who trying to do public policy does that remind you of anyone you know Dick Cheney yeah. you know, that whole alright and then you see him doing things that you see your little shots is like okay i know what this is a reference to and i get a good reference to real world politics of well you know it have black sites you're not sure guantanamo bay you could bring in all this politics into mm-hmm. it again the uh, winter soldier did such a good job of telling that narrative yeah look 
you can't have people make decisions for you. You had to have some freedom. That is, that is cap attitude. Yeah. Cap attitude is that you have real wars and this is not the real war. And you, you'll have that whole aspect of everything going on. Yeah. Um, but let's just talk about just that's already the, the behind the scenes, already the, the subtext and you know you know super bright. Yeah. Let's just talk about the stuff we saw. Yeah. So we saw Black Panther. So Black Panther, Black Panther, Black Panther going up against against um yeah, against with, Bucky, with Bucky with the soldier. Quite a few scenes with them throwing down and you know fighting yeah, and stuff. One part that's saw so when when they just the helicopter start firing and Black Panther and Black Panther's like bitch I ain't Quicksilver. <laughs> he then double is just box off for him because again if you know from the comics Vibranium weave. Yes, There's a lot yes, of callbacks yes. to to you know what his arm is made of. Um, you see, um, him, you see him run up and he's basically as strong and as fast as Captain America. Yeah. and he has those claws are Vibranium as well. Right. So he just even just slice away the tire. From the, the motorbike, mm. awesome. Um, there was also um, Scarlet Witch, yes, you know, taking down Vision. Taking down Vision so again, which was again, like incredible. Again, in the comic, that makes perfect sense. In the comic, uh, we know Scarlet Witch and Vision are together. Yeah. They, they have a relationship. There's a whole story by itself. That's why like that last scene in Age of Ultron, when Vision was the person to come and rescue Scarlet Witch and fly out, that was important. Right. That's a little... When I saw that, I was like, okay, yeah, I know what to look for. Um, of like, course, of course, wait, Captain America fighting yeah, Iron Man. Yes, yes. So yes. in the last trailer, we saw Bucky and um, think double teaming him. So I get the feeling that when Cap would gain a lot of trouble, and then Bucky would probably come in at, yeah. at a certain point, which would work. Yeah. Right. Another thing we heard is that there's going to be a quote unquote cinematic version of a splash page. So if anybody knows, a splash, oh a splash, my god, yeah, <laughs> a splash, so a splash page is basically when you have a big shot of a full two two pages, and it's just a full scene showing a big action sequence. What the equivalent of this is basically a 15-minute sequence of IMAX, and it's a one running action sequence for 15 minutes. That's what I think. My God. That's going to be effing that awesome. That is going to be effing <laughs> awesome. Right, next piece from the comics. Hawkeye and Ant-Man. Yes, awesome. that shot. That, that shot, yes. That, that is my favorite scene in the show. Because that is, just, they do that so perfect with him just passing through Iron Man fingers. That looked real hard. We see that you see that many times in the comics. So I did the cartoons. Um, if you're familiar with Avengers EMH, that's Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Mm-hmm. I haven't, I haven't watched the series, yeah, but yeah. virtually every version of Avengers does something like this. Where you have Ant Man go on the arrow, and then he'll they'll fire him in an important place, yeah. get him to a spot, and then he'll grow quick. And like in, in the comic and in in um, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes, you see him grow up quick and then punch the guy out with the punch. Now, yeah. although Ant Man cannot undermine that because in Ant Man he could still punch powerfully as Ant Man. Yes, whatever. yeah. And when he shrunk, awesomeness. Um, what else? We didn't get to the body shot yet. But what else? What else? What else we saw? Oh, War Machine gets sniped into the sky. Yeah, and awesome. oh, and I like how they edited it in such yeah. a way that we think that it's, it's Bucky. Bucky. Right. But I doubt that it, it is yeah, it him. I don't. It looked weird because it looked like a laser. Yeah. It looked like a, a bullet. Yeah, because you, you saw Bucky with his gun fire, and then the next shot is, 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 is a, a War Machine air, big laser hits him right. in the chest. Right. Falls. And it just like, sliced that can't and, and be Bucky it, it, do it, that. It, it hit him right the, um, the, the arc reactor, supposed to Yes. Be. So that was like, and he just falls straight down. I was like, whoa. He's like, roads. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. What else? Oh, well, body shot itself. On the roofs. On the roofs. On the roofs. Yes. Spider-Man. Um, boy. And the boy. 60s version yes, of Spider-Man, the though, which, which yeah. Perfect. I know, wow. so a lot of people complaining that they, they use the CG thing, so you're looking a little too smooth. The rendering not finished. Yeah, and, and they were they were they were like, not they were really picking on the eyes as well no, too. Great, the great the eyes, but great I love how the eyes. Because we knew from since seeing uh, Deadpool, um, when you see the eyes moving, you know how are they gonna justify that in this movie? Yeah. In Deadpool, it's self-referential and a joke and a comic, so you can accept the eyes moving. But in this, why are the eyes moving? Well, most likely Star Tech. 
And a lot of people think that this outfit he has her is not the stock tech. Now a lot of people want to want to see Spider Man's the, yeah, the Spider the, outfit. Right, the Spider outfit that he got um, three extra from, tentacles yes. and right. I wonder if you will, like if we have like a sequel if you might if you might bring and, in that yeah we might see that you know I'm not sure but it'll be interesting to see what they do because why why I get the feeling that the real the original Spider Man was just a little shitty um like probably a hoodie or red something yeah and then Tony Stark builds that for him or what'll be awesome is if we see that transform into Iron Spider at some point oh my god that'll be, that'll be, <laughs> that'll be awesome yeah. that'll be awesome and just just to, just to mention as well too um this is this will be a new actor playing Spider-Man is Tom yes, Holland. Tom Holland. Holland 19 year, yeah, Holland, 19 years old. Yeah, he's a young kid. So yeah. can't wait to see how he is going he's, to, he's pretty, to play, yeah, play young that character. Because Spider-Man in this setting is supposed to be like 50. It's an early Spider-Man. He's, he's been Spider-Man for at least a year or so. So it's not we're not going to see any dead Uncle Ben Uncle Ben getting shot or anything like that. Oh, it's, so it's not going to follow up from the Amazing Spider-Man, no, no, no. right? No, it's not going to follow up from that, from what I understand. I don't okay. think it's good. That, so it, that's kind of wiped. They just they're, they're resetting it from what I understand, if I remember correctly. Right, but I just hope that we don't get no kind of Lima's origin story that, shoe horned in. Nah, yeah, don't, they, they, from what I understand, they're not gonna, we're not going to see Uncle Ben get shoot again. Yeah, um, please. They're, they're I mean, twice rest- was enough. You know? Yeah, enough. Yeah. So with great power comes great responsibility, Peter. We've seen right. that before. You're right. On. Yeah. So no, yeah. Um, this is an excellent trailer. My yes, gosh, it is, yes, it is, yes. it, This is how it's supposed to edit. It's just so well edited. Music was perfect. Just awesomeness, intense. Just the building. Yeah, and 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 really you really well. get a sense of just the the emotional weight yes. of of the situation. Yes. Uh, you know? uh, yeah, the thing is, a lot of people complain. It's like, look, Civil War is a, as a small. It's a little too small. The original Civil War in the comic is this huge. Yeah, well, thing. it was big. It, and, uh, it spanned thing, a lot of, of books. You know? Here's the thing. Now, I don't know. Again, the Russells, the Russells don't fail. Right now, they're doing a lot of good stuff. And yeah. to me, once they they don't let what happened to Joss Whedon happen in Ultron, which is they let the studio get anyway. Yeah. From what I understand, that doesn't seem to be the case. So we see once they have that freedom. We could. And I'm hoping that the, the, the story kind of holds up. Right. It doesn't, but it you know, sacrifice the story for right. big, lavish special effects and right. stuff here. And it, the thing is, what they could have, what I think Marvel kind of slip up a little bit with in, in with this, and as, at least for building for this film, is that Age of Ultron, for me, was a bit of a disappointment. Slightly. It bit. was for me too as right. well. It and was then, just too much things happening at once. It my, wasn't, my, yeah. my problem with it is that you didn't get a sense of real consequence with the film. Um, nobody, nobody died. Is only one person died who a character we didn't care about. Like even though something Quicksilver, though. Yeah, but he was, died, he, but... he was a character I didn't care about. Like he came and he went. Like I didn't care about his character. I, sure. If it was up to me, I would have kill a bigger character and have like more emotional weight with this yeah. movie. It wasn't dark. At no point I got a sense that Ultron was going to win. Um, you didn't get that feeling from it. True, and I, and I, I, and I, I didn't like the way how they kind of shoehorn the. Uh, the Black Panther, you know, the vibranium section. Right. I didn't no, like that. Thing. I thought that just kind of... That, that's the thing. Yeah. I, would have, I would have made the... Like, if it was up to me, um, I would have done that with, with uh, the story. I would have made where the final battle would have happened in Wakanda. Yeah, why not? We, would, we probably wouldn't have seen Black Panther, but we'd have seen... Like, we, we could have write out Black Panther for some reason. But, like, the sto- my story would have been... Instead of just... Like, he, like when, when Claw gave him all the vibranium, he just had enough to build one body. Yeah. And then, basically, his plan would be, look, I need to. I need all the vibranium. I'm gonna build a, a whole army of vibranium robots and look how hard it is to defeat this one. Yeah. So that's basically the plan. And, and then and then the, the post credit and then the post credit end scene would have been you know oh right. Black Panther's coming something ah, right you know and I would have to find but the, what they did with the whole asteroid thing didn't really work I didn't really feel that um, it yeah. was kind of weak for me and then again Quicksilver is a character I did not give a shit about frankly I mean look I like the actor he's a cool actor but I didn't care about him yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get attached to him in the movie. And it was just one movie, and right. I mean, even for that, I didn't get attached. But uh, uh, but as you brought up that, this is going back to Age of Ultron for a bit. I wonder if somehow they're gonna bring in um, 
this guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, the main villain, the guy with the Thanos. Thanos. Yeah. yeah if no, they're gonna um, try to bring in Thanos, not, not well, not not in the movie itself, but just like a post credit scene or nah, something like that. I heard, but I heard again. I heard again. Sadly, you know, I spoil these things so much. I heard there's not gonna be any Thanos in this. Thank goodness, because I wanted no. to, to stay just, grounded yeah, yeah, in that reality that yeah. Winter Soldier did so well. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's what I prefer as well. Um, yeah. Well, for me, like like I I love Winter Soldier. It, it was it was my favorite movie of 2014. So I'm hoping that this film, yeah. Air Civil War, doesn't disappoint. Right. I hope it doesn't go into Age of Ultron territory where right. it's all about special effects and you know this all these great action scenes yeah. and the story yes, just yes. trying to stay afloat. Yeah. You know, I hope it's not like that. I trust the Russos. I love what they did yeah. with the previous film. I can't wait to see right. you know what uh, they this, do with this one. This thing. Um, well, another problem is that in Agents of Shield, they had a whole arc involving the quote unquote Civil War argument. That, uh, that is where they had oh, new, this new one, season no, 3. No, no, that's the season before. Oh, okay. Uh, where they had um, Edward James Olmos. Um, oh, right, yes, yes, he was, yes. He was yes. in charge of a half a shield, and a whole chunk of shield just broke off and told us, look, we're the real shield, you're the fake, you're the ones who fake. Yeah, and that was right after that Hydra. Me, yeah. That to me is what should have been a real Civil War narrative, but they could have carried that up to this film. And they, well, they had, they was who knows, it. they probably will with this new we're season. We're not sure, but, yeah. no, but they killed off Edward James Olmos' character. So I would have loved to see him in this movie. Like, if they did something like that. Yeah. Where you get a sense of real Civil War, where where you split up shield in two and you have iron man in charge of one side of shield yeah a uh, beam working with one side of shield and you have cap working with the next side of shield so cap working with uh what's his name colson and um nick fury yeah and then um iron man working with with um edward james that, that, would, have, that would have been and brilliant that's, that's yeah. the civil war civil war is not just the heroes but it's shield it's two parts of shield split in two now. Yes. Like this yes. shield saying we are the real shield and we're gonna really protect America. And this shield saying, no, well guys, you know, we had to give a little bit of freedom, a little bit of so and so. And you know, that yeah. aspect of it. and you make the argument. That's the civil war argument. They didn't yeah. do that. But but you know, as you brought up that they wrapped um, it up and they went to this to, to the to the um, yeah. where's this boy the I forget the villain, the superhero's name. Yeah, but as Black you brought up that right, well, as you brought up that, um I remember the final episode of season two of uh Ages of Shield. It stopped at a point where, okay, the continuation clearly was where Age of Ultron started from, right. where they went to this compound, you know, they, you know, the blue shit up, all that kind of stuff. Right. But I like how they did that. But I was disappointed as well, too. I kind of forgot about it in the long run, that I thought that they were going to bring in some aspect of the sh- Age of the Shield. Yeah, well, okay, maybe so if a character. So, so I'm wondering if they might do something like that, because I have a feeling that they will do that with the season finale of this one. I have a feeling they'll wrap it up right. before... Civil War comes out and then it might kind of continue from there but I'm wondering right. if they'll bring she'll, in well, Coulson or some other character or something like that. She'll focus a lot on um, gosh I forget the, the, the well I haven't I haven't watched season 3 yet yeah no so but right now right now they're spoiler. focusing on on like um, not the Inhumans yeah Inhumans right. a little bit of Inhumans but that kind of wrap up and oh, okay, they're, still, that, they're still yeah. going on with it and then they have um, what's it called boy? Dark Avengers Shit, Dark Avengers it's, it's where it was basically what Sky's group is okay, what's the name in the, in the comic I forget um, gosh, it's slipping my mind right now. That's right. Um, well, um, in the comic- secret, 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 secret warriors. Secret warriors. Yeah. All right. Secret I'm warriors. F- is it no. Um. It's basically the secret group that that the Avengers is run. Right. Now, warriors, I'm not just trying to think like the comic now. If it's from like actual comic book characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Secret, yes, yeah. Because um, you have Quake and that's the main character. Okay. One of okay. The main characters in it. So yeah. she. Anyway. Fantastic trailer, loved it. Yeah, loved I mean, we could talk a lot about it, but let's wait till the movie comes out. Loved it, and yeah, excellent. We're trailer. gonna go. I love this trailer. So yeah, well. I love it as well too. Oh, and <laughs> I just love the fact that you know, probably like about an hour or two after it came out, tons of memes and you know yeah. stuff about Spider-Man, you the know, funniest, all that stuff. For me, the funniest meme is when he, um, Spider-Man takes his shield. Yes, and he, they have a little meme and they say, "Look at me." 
Look at me, I'm the captain now. <laughs> oh yes, really I saw one thing. where um, you know they took the shot of uh, War Machine on the ground. You know after he got shot, yeah. and Iron Man by his side. You know you they take off the the helmet and it's freaking Kanye West. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Yeah. And they had one, of course, with you know Spider Man and you know um, Deadpool scene, some kind of shit. You know, mm. some quip to him. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. Yeah, no, yeah, it was a great trailer. Um, really well edited. Solid business. Can't, yeah. can't so clearly, Batman v Superman has well. Yeah. They always had competition, but oh, with boy, this trailer, it looked bad. <laughs> oh, that's another people saw. You know, um, the crying Jordan. The crying Jordan. Yeah, this is Michael Jordan crying. Oh yeah. So they, they show Batman v Superman the, the same poster. And it's but the crying Jordan. Face on the two, and he's like, this is this is what they saw right after you see the Captain America um, Civil War trailer. This oh, is what Batman Civil War. They're like, oh, sad. Yeah. Uh, I All right. Did, I so, it for them. Yeah, me too. So, right, so let let's get into actual movies now. Yes. And uh, we're going to talk about well, sorry, Ricardo is going to talk about Eye in the Sky, which yes. I've heard about. I've saw the poster, but I didn't see it Later unfortunately. Summer. Yes. And we both saw one well, not together, um, actually. We saw 10 Cloverfield Lane, so we're both going to talk about that. So, Ricardo, let me know about Eye in the Sky, man. Was it good? Ah, yes. Yeah. I actually really like this movie. Um, this is big thing about this movie for me. It's, well, it was one big selling point. It was Alan Rickman's last live action role. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think he has, I think, two other roles. I think one is a voiceover and something else, I think. I think this is the last live action role, if I remember correctly. I think he has one more thing. All right. It was released... Uh, I didn't see it in well in in the TIFF. I didn't see it then, mm-hmm. but I saw it um, well 11th of March in worldwide release, international release, in limited release. Um, it is, I saw it down south. Right. Well, down south has in Caribbean cinemas. Yes, yeah, so, South, south, south Park. Park. South Park. Yeah. South Park <laughs> yeah. like super. I, it actually really it built enough and getting real nice. Now. Anyway, this was a really good movie. Um, it's basically based on, in Islamic terrorism. Basically based. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's based in and around, based, yeah. Yeah, based in and around um, Islamic terrorism in the Sub-Saharan Cof- um, continent, Sub-Saharan right. Africa. Yeah, that's like a big deal right now. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could say, so people keep talking about ISIS and all that shenanigans, but really the, some of the most dangerous terrorists occurs, terrorism occurs within, say, Kenya and, and Nigeria in particular. Right. In this movie, it's Kenya. Kenya is the focus. They focus on, Al- um, I think, Ashalabab. Uh, Al Shabab, Al Shabab, that terrorist group. Um, you know, people just kind of showing how, yeah. Well, the only reason that nobody gives a shit about a lot of this violence is because it's black Africans are the victims. Um, mm-hmm. The film. So yeah, uh, let let them kill themselves. You know, right, that's the mentality. The film, the film the film focuses on three main characters um, in particular. Um, but there's a bunch of other ancillary characters on white workers. But the three main characters in terms of the ethical aspect of the scenario is um, Helen Mirren's character. Her, her name is. I think Colonel something. Oh, it's Colonel Powell, which is hilarious to me. Because like, wait, it's Col. There's a reference to Colonel Powell. It's Colonel. It sounds like yeah, it. Yeah, she's Colonel Colonel Powell. Um, she she plays this this um, basically she plays this kind of like a running running a intelligence. Mm-hmm. She military intelligence, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. She she running. She basically running the whole plan to do to track um, to track. Terrorists. So you track terrorists and you track down what she's she's tracked. So she tracked down Western defectors mainly. So she has two two main people. She tracked down a, a British woman and this and basically a guy from I think he's from originally. He was also a British citizen, right. um, but he, he was like a, a immigrant and then he came and he went back now. and both of them became radicalized um, in in Islam, um, radical Islamists. She converted the girl converted to Islam and basically she just tra- she's like on the number four terrorist watch list. Wow, so they, they were tracking her down and they didn't think they were gonna find her. 
but they were just watching like a, a, a thing spot and basically the whole Iron Sky thing is just basically drones spying on, on these poor villages mm. on these poor areas of the world and they're just tracking down terrorists um, by force and then they'll do a, a basically a real surgical strike on if they see something and then you have Alan Rickman Alan Rickman is um, this big general character um, I forget his name Benson or something like that he's kind of the main decision maker in terms of telling Helen Mary's character what to do mm-hmm. the problem is that he being stuck and, and being gummed up by a lot of bureaucracy and you need this politician and that politician and he, you know it's just a bunch of bureaucratic cowardice essentially yes, and yes. that's just totally indecisive slowing down the process and because it, it, it literally in the story became a ticking time bomb halfway and the ultimate decision they had to make was because of the ticking time bomb they were stuck with if they fire on this they had a bunch of civilians there namely this one little girl who was there and then it goes to Aaron Paul who's controlling the drone itself and he had to fire the missile oh and that's the story. Basically, the story became a, what you call in, in, in ethics or moral, moral um, scenarios called a trolley problem. Mm-hmm. Right? The trolley problem, just to explain it quickly, is basically if you had the decision to if, imagine a, a trolley going on a train track, like a track, yeah. and it's going to kill a person, right? You're going to kill five people, right? And then you, you, you have the option to switch the track. And if it switch, it'll switch the track and kill one person. Do you switch the track? Yes, ah. sir. So right. one or five. One or five. Right. That's your choice. Um, and then people switch it up a little bit. You can make the trolley problem in such a way where if you had the chance to push a fat man in front of the people, so it'll kill the fat man, but it'll stop the track and not kill the people. Yeah. Would you push the man? It's the same decision. One or five, but it's a different thing. You're actually interfering. It's a whole thing to it. Right, but kill. someone or so, something is sacrificed. Right, and that's the whole point of the story. And in the case, what, what, I like, what this film did really well is that it, it put a lot of emotional and more social way to the scenario that doesn't make it as simple the main the characters who had to make that decision they saw it as um just that one to fighting because they didn't know the little girl yeah the story focuses on the little girl and you realize what that little girl was if i don't want to spoil it but when you find out what this little girl why she was relevant to the story it brings up a, a to me a lot bigger emotional way to the scenario mm-hmm. and i thought that was this was really intense in terms of the editing in terms of the um, the, the, the moral situation in terms of who had to make the decisions, the time running out. It was a little contrived, a little bit because of the state naked nature of the story, but it's mostly because, well, it's a matter of time sensitivity. And who, Alan, Aaron Paul's character, because he had the fire, he said it was a big deal for him. We also had um, Bacard Abdi from Captain Phillips. Yeah. I swear this man will never get working in life. You know, he, like, got, he got nominated once, and I thought yeah, that was people, it for him. Yeah, I thought the career would have done it. The sad part is that because the guy is not a particularly attractive guy, um, I thought he would have had to play these bit parts. Yeah, the part he plays in this is actually great. It's really intelligent what they did with him. Um, he has a great role and a, a great sequence. And again, again, a lot of it makes sense. Right. What he does, and he was great. I loved his character. Um, seriously, I thought this guy would have been like a marathon runner at best in a movie or something <laughs> like that. Like seriously. Um, no. Uh, they, what they do with him is really, really intelligent. And, and Gavin Hood does a great job of, of that. That just that casting, perfect casting. Loved yeah. it. Um, Helen Mirren's character. Her character, now again, because it's this old woman, but she's so intense and such a, I mean, I wouldn't say a psychopath, but she's such a, a great intense, like just so steely-eyed and stoic in it, that she really works in it. And again, her character makes perfect sense what, what they do with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alan Rickman's character, again, great last role to go out with. Um, wow. He was yeah. solid. He wasn't like, no, he didn't blow me away. No, no, no. But he had, a last, he had a last great line about, about the nature of, of just the relationship that politics has with the military, the government and, and ministry and and law and you know just this lack of skin in the game and kind of borderline cowardice that a lot of um, politicians have yeah because the, the whole a big chunk of the story was just them damn passing the buck 
are about you know of who gonna get the call and they're worrying about well it's gonna look bad politically and we're gonna lose the propaganda war and that's what they're worrying about instead of well people's lives now. yeah um they do this movie uh again editing was great it was really smart it was really intense it built built the tension quite well i it was like a little propagandistic on the left a little bit didn't mind it because it was good they, mm. didn't, they didn't make it stupid or, or silly unlike another african south african filmmaker um, Neil Blomkamp did with um, gosh that, that's uh, not Chappie no. not Chappie the, the one before that that shit this, no uh, Elysium Elysium right Elysium was like totally stupid on one sided politically I yeah. hate Elysium for that this one is a little more balanced a little more balanced. look if you're a white African South African filmmaker at this point the, the, the probability of you being right wing in or conservative in any way is slim to none right Governor is pretty left we know that mm. um, it, it, and, but they, they do that political weight quite well and they make it really work and both sides you totally understand where both sides are coming from in terms of the decisions especially, yeah I, I, I love that you know. especially Hel- Helen Mirren's character you totally understand where she came from and you totally understand why she's, a, she's kind of a bad character too you understand why yeah. and they did, they did a good job it's not super complex it's not super smart or anything like that it's simple it, you can follow what's going on but they do such a good, good job with this right I have to give this a high IMAX. I really wow, enjoyed this movie. Wow, my goodness. Now no, I want to see it too. You know? Don't go, dude, go see it. It was intense. It was great. I really enjoyed this film. I didn't expect to enjoy it so much. It just was... Uh, it was engaging. It was... Everybody acted well. Um, they did a great job with the ending. What they did with the ending is like, all right, you totally understand what happened. And then if you understand the real world scenario of what this is, it's like, oh, well, your plan completely backfired in this way though. Yeah, and you have to see what just go watch it and see what I'm talking about. Yeah, I have a feeling that it's a it's a tragic end, but like um, I remember this quote, well, this paraphrasing here that Sid Feel, the late great, you know, writer, you know, he usually talked about you know how to write great screenplays, and I uh, remember he said something along the line, you know, that the greatest tragedy is when you know both the protagonist and the antagonist believes that what they're doing is right, and yeah. I get that sense. I yeah. love films that you know do that. You know, they don't just paint the bad guys as yes, we're bad because this, yeah. you know is they believe in something and then when you kind of understand why they believe in it, it's like, oh, I, I get now, you yeah. know? So both parties kind of think what they're doing is the right thing, but, you know, right. when they clash together... No, but the thing you is, you, you, there's clearly one, there's one quote-unquote bad guy in this. We know who they are, right? They established that. And yes. then the character who is, we consider the, again, the steely-eyed stoic, that character comes across as bad as well. That's all I'll say. Yeah. But, but I like I like that they're, they're bad but, but they, right. they believe what they're doing you yeah you understand what they're coming from so it had another movie that was similar to this so it was um, Good Kill Good Kill which it uh, did another movie based on drone, warf- drone warfare uh, um, was it is it it's a fictional film yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Ethan, Ethan Hawke I think was he wasn't it he okay was, he wasn't it um, Good Kill similar story but this was much better than right. Good Kill but where, where was Good Kill's um, set oh shit um, same I think it was Iraq I think I can't remember Okay. Pakistan. I can't remember where Good Kill was at. I saw it from, I kinda, it kind of came and went because it just did the, it tried to focus on the drone war aspect of him and his story, which I didn't give a shit about. They did it, in, they did that about, they made Aaron Paul's character really like, I totally sympathize with his character. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I really feel in here right now, Joe. It is really well done. It's not too, it's simple. It's a simple story. And I, I don't think it's any brilliant kind of genius masterpiece or anything like that. It's Gavin Hood doing Gavin Hood. It, yeah. It, we know him from Sotsi. It's the same level of filmmaking. Yeah, I like the fact that he's 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 staying. Yeah. you know, he, you know, he's doing stuff about Africa. You know, real yeah, yeah, yeah. Life stuff. Doing, and it's a great it's a great aspect. And the movie starts off great where they say, um, I think the, the first casualty was the truth, that aspect of it. And then yeah. like, it, well, kind of, I, I, do I want to spoil it for you? I, I thought I, I the first casualty of war was innocence. So no, no, I'm taking platoon. No, here. it's the truth. It, that's the whole point. Yeah. I, I think it's something like that. But what it did with it is, I, it is a little spoiler. But basically, um, well, I should say it's a mise en scene spoiler. 
uh, when they say the first Calgene was the truth, and they say the truth just the word truth just vanishes and then they fade out. Oh, like, uh, I, I see where I you like, get there. Like, okay, well done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I really enjoyed this movie. I, I totally rate it. Um, go see it. I really want this to, to do well. I want this to thing, and they have, everybody was good in this. Um, yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Of course, Alan Rickman, you know, rest in peace. Yeah, um, you know, it, it, but at, at the end, they saw him. They saw the, the you know t- dedicated to the late Alan Rickman. They showed that at the end. Oh, the, that was nice. That yeah, was that's nice, a little, nice. little call back to it, and I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. All right, I like this movie. All right, so um, and it might it might get a top ten for the year, maybe. Who knows? Who okay. Who knows? Maybe. Oh, Spe- if I saw it, if I saw it last year, it'll probably be on my top ten list. All right. Now speaking of top ten, I'm gonna get a <laughs> film that 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 just because it has the, the the number ten in it, but just may make it to my top ten because oh, wow. I actually enjoyed it. You know. Okay. Um. So I'll just give a rundown about you know ten Cloverfield and then I'll just get to just briefly what I thought about it, and then you know to Ricardo what he thought about it. I'm not sure if he feels the same way as I did, but mm, anyway. Wheels. So, <laughs> Ten Cloverfield Lane is the debut feature film from a guy called Dan Trackenberg. Yeah. He helped out in a few, uh, well, a few short films before as yeah. well too. Haven't haven't followed his work, but yeah, he's most he's most notably known for. When I saw the name, I was like, oh shit, right, this is the guy who did the Portal thing. Oh yes, 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 right. It was this Portal, portal Short, short right? Yeah. So he got, he got. This is a kind of first film for him. Yeah. Um, first big film for him. Right. He um. Gets, it's uh, it's written by uh Josh Campbell, Matthew Stuckan, and Damien Chazelle. Ah, if yes. you may Whiplash. be, yeah, who wrote and directed the Brilliant. fantastic yeah. film Whiplash. Yeah, I yeah. love that movie. Great. Right. Um. Basically, the me- this is three main characters, three yeah. main actors. Uh. Mary Elizabeth Winsett. Yeah. Winsett. 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 I was watching her face yeah. and I was taking my while. I was like, oh shit, that's a girl from Scott Pilgrim. I'm like, oh cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, John Goodman, you know, yeah, yes. the incomparable. Was, right. And John Gallagher Jr., who yeah. I, I believe like I saw him in a film or films before, but I can't what remember. What happens that the beard threw him off so I couldn't, I couldn't peg his face. Like yeah. I had, and I didn't, I didn't do any research come, um, going out to this movie. Here's the thing with this movie. Okay, you want to start or I want to start? Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll start, I'll start, okay. I'll start. Right, so the thing is, like, from, and this is just a slight, slight spoiler, but, um, you know, the title itself, Cloverfield, you know, with the word Cloverfield in it, at first you're thinking, okay, um, is this a sequel? Is this a spin-off to, <laughs> to Cloverfield? And apparently, it's, as according to the wiki page, it's a spiritual successor. Uh, it's kind of weird, though, because, all right, all right, because the thing is, well, Bad Robot's involved, and you know, G.J. Abrams, you know, founder of Bad Robot, um, read the script, because the, pit, sorry, the, the, the script was apparently pitched to him, right. and like, when he was reading it, he felt that it had allusions to, you know, um, Cloverfield, which came out, I believe it was 2008, Seven, directed, eight. 2007 or 2008, it was directed by Matt Reeves, Seven. and he, okay. well, Matt Reeves is, serves as the producer for this film as well, yeah, yeah. And I kind of understand why, because it has this kind of way that like you think you have an idea where the story is going, and then it just takes this sort of yeah. over-the-top sci-fi-ish detour, Autonomy. and you're like, okay, right. did not see that coming. But anyway, the story in a nutshell, I don't want to spoil too much about it, because you know, the less you know, the better. Yeah. It's about this girl, um, her name is Michelle, played by uh, Mary. And she finds herself, I'm not going to say how, but she finds herself inside of a bunker um, underneath this farm yeah. owned by uh, John Goodman's character. Yeah. And 
he's this like uber conspiracy well i wouldn't call him a, a uber conspiracy theorist but he's very, he was, very, he, very yeah paranoid. yeah yeah he's he's paranoid he's a guy who, who was like planning for years that you know yeah. in case this big invasion was taking place should go down, yeah. go down yeah. you might as well be prepared from now on yeah. you know it, it affected his life his, his family life and whatnot personal life of course yeah so now she finds herself there along with another with uh, another guy who well the guy actually knew John Goodman's character like right. he knew her for, for a good while back but he never saw the guy he never saw John as being paranoid but basically it's just these three guys inside his bunker and you know eventually we realize that yes John Goodman is really messed up yeah <laughs> and you know Mary Mary's character well Michelle Ashakola just wants to get out of this place but he yeah. warns her you know if you go out there you know there's this airborne virus you go out there you're gonna die yeah. you know. And at some certain point, we kind of believe that, you know, this is really true. But, you know, right. all through this story, we kind of follow her along as, you know, she she uh, as she just really tries to get out of this situation, this bad situation. She wants to go back to her boyfriend. We don't see the boyfriend, but he's actually played, yeah, he's, he's voiced actually by Bradley Cooper. I yeah. didn't know that. Like, I looked, I waited till yeah. the end. I was like, oh, okay, Bradley Cooper, yeah. okay. Cause I thought it was somebody else now. Um, and, yeah, it's just this really taut, really... Biting your nails, although I don't do that sort of edgy kind yeah, of yeah. thriller. Um, but before I get to my opinion about it, and yes, there is a, a twist near the last ten or fifteen minutes into it that will throw people off. Some people might see it coming, like, okay, okay well, yeah. we saw Cloverfield, so we kind of knew yeah. it was going to go along this yeah, lane. Is the problem. And yeah, what's your problem, yeah, Ricardo? What's your issue? Okay, so I didn't hate this movie. Let's be clear, I didn't hate this movie. I thought this movie actually was very well made. Yes, it was. For a first-time film, very, yeah, well, very, very well, well, well done. Very well cut. Um, and even the sound design was... Acting was, was brilliant. Sure. Yeah, the acting yeah. on this one. Actually, the sound design was actually well well engineered for the sake of the movie. Yeah. Because it, it was actually quite loud, you notice. Gunshots were specific. Yeah, when it was... Yeah, like certain things, when they were loud, they, yeah, they, they were loud for a reason. Yeah, very, very loud. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, but uh, anyway, here's the problem. I totally understand why they marketed this film the way they did. They kept it quiet, and then they marketed, like, what, a month ago or less than a month ago? Yeah, it it, it, then, it, it the, well the, the sorry the, the the first trailer of it actually came out um, when thirteen hours, which we reviewed right. a few months, well, a couple of months ago, came out. Right. Yeah. So we just yeah, it was like yeah, it was January or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it just it, popped out of nowhere, months, literally. Yeah. Two months, and it just it just popped out of nowhere. I totally understand why they did because it would give people too much hype and too much time. So they just have just make people just jump on it. Yeah. All the rap, all the Cloverfield fans, would just be rabid about it. They kept it quiet. And I remember they did us, that before with Cloverfield. Like, the trailer us, came out, yeah. and you know people spent months just trying to figure out what was going on, what right. was this, you know, all and these they message boards us, and they stuff. They gave us this product, and here's the thing with this movie, and this is why this is what's kind of pissed me off with J.J. Abrams and his ilk and the bad robot, that whole crew, which is the way how it's written and how this movie's done is that you can neither confirm nor deny. That it's connected to Cloverfield. It's slightly more. It's slightly more ends on the deny part because you have more evidence that it's not in the Cloverfield universe. But it right. could easily be in the Cloverfield universe. And in a way, they could have done it like that right. if they wanted to. But you know, right. And this is my problem with this movie. And here's the thing. So when what I'll say is that because they edited like that and they made it like that, and what you see with the ending, you realize, yeah, if if um. This wasn't the time to close. He'll stamp on this. Nobody would have gone see this, right? Nobody Good point. Gone, nobody would have gone. I don't think anybody would have gone see it. It would not get the hype. It would have a certain names. People would be like, "All right, Jan Chappenberg, okay, Damon Chazelle, all right." But nobody there. Once you hear Cloverfield, everybody's like, "Yeah, you yes. jump on it and you move." That's the problem I have with um, this movie. Is that, and then on top of that, the actual story on its own is a kind of a slight letdown for me. 
Um, it felt like a the script script-wise, idea-wise, it felt like a warmed over outer limit script. Yeah, like, like I know a lot of people comparing it to Twilight Zone, yeah, you like know, a Twilight that Zone kind of, of something where you oh. knew here's the thing, you there's nothing that it's not like I predicted what was gonna happen, but once it was revealed, I was like, Okay, this totally fell within my imagination of where the story is gonna go. You know? It it fell within the bingo. Yeah. What's the bingo? FBI, aliens, secrets and secret men from the future, you know, Jesse Hall, it is it was really cliched in that way. Right. Um I didn't again didn't hear the script. And if a lot of people who didn't like the sci-fi aspect or what they did with it. Uh, if they hated that, the script, the movie up until that point was great. Yeah, like, like me, I, I love the build-up, I love the even, tension. Even if, yeah. even if it was nothing, like if 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 um, John Goodman's character was just totally bullshitting about the whole thing and it had nothing that was going on, that still would have been interesting work with it. Yeah, you know, that kind of aspect of it, it still would have been a good movie. And I, but even if that was nothing, I still wouldn't have been surprised. You know, so they didn't know what to do with the payoff, and that was the problem. Yeah, but um, just 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 to cut here, I think that all right. If if genuinely the the writers weren't trying to tie this into to Cloverfield in any way, right. even though like I said, the last ten or fifteen minutes kind of make you think that you know maybe they could have. Could right. Maybe if they kind of if maybe if they did try to tie it in, I think it would have been like you know, you know, it, 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 they they should have at least tried to tie it into that scene right. that you're using this word Cloverfield that yeah. you know people have been familiar with because of the movie, you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no, um for me so for me I just I was into it and I was watching it and I was like I here's my thing. Because I think I think because of movies like because A I've seen Alter Limits episodes better than this. Done roughly the same format. You're talking about the new Alter the nineties Alter Limits the, or the, yeah, the old yeah. old sixties one. No, not the old sixties one. Right. The one from the nineties. Yeah. I seen I remember the, that one. By the way, George R. R. Martin used to write for that. Eh? What? Yeah. Serious. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, you wrote a couple of episodes. Um, no, but uh, I've seen, I've seen. As I say, it felt a little warmed over in terms of writers. Pretty cliched again as a sci-fi buff. I was like, I mean, I like, to, I think I like to fancy myself as a, a sci-fi buff. So I, I, you know, I, I kind of jaded. On Did you are sci-fi buff? Jeff. No, right, no, to me. I, I like to, right, but the thing is, you know, I've, I, I kind of look jaded on that front. Where you know, I've seen it all before. All right, it's, right, right. It, yeah. it's very, very hard to surprise me. You have to come good um, to surprise me. And this movie didn't do that. Um, again, as I said, to reference Outer Limits, I've seen other scripts do it. And when they had the payoff, and when they had the payoff, I wasn't that impressed with it. And what they could have done, I, I've seen other movies do it. I'll, I'll compare this movie to what they could have done is something like, take for example, Gone Girl. Mm-hmm. Great I, movie, by the way. Why am I comparing to Gone Girl? What did Gone Girl do that was impressive? Gone Girl, the first half of the movie, is where you could have easily ended the movie. You yes. could have easily ended the movie with, that, with, with the first half of the movie. But what did they do with it? They took this idea and then ramped it to 11. And this went into a weird and strange logical, but a good logical conclusion. Yeah. It's, it's a direction you didn't expect them to, to carry. But when you, when, you, when you see the final product and it, it ends, it's like, oh yeah, this logically makes perfect sense. Yeah. Another movie I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reference that, that does the same thing is Room. Yeah. Right? I really like this movie. Really enjoyed it. Brie Larson won Oscar for it. Awesome. Yes. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. She deserved it. Mm-hmm. Um, Room did the same thing. Again, you could have had the whole story of them just being in the room and then the last ten minutes of them trying to escape. Yeah. And they escape. And there's the story. But then they decide, all right, that's just the first half. Like this character and And I felt this film needed that. That's my problem with this movie. This film needed that. This film needed to you to say, all right, you're gonna do this paranoid conspiracy stuff. Then you're gonna have her get into the world where Blah, 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 yeah, where well, that happens, right? And then you take that and you you run with that to another level, and she has to do something else with it. 
I don't know. Now, here's the thing. A Captain Hindsight in it, but I don't know what I've done with it, frankly, to tell you the truth. Right? I don't know. I probably will come up with a great idea, and I'll probably talk about it on another podcast. But I don't know what, like, as of now, I don't know where I've gone with that. And I, that's why, but the, the movie, I get a feeling the movie should have done with that. Like, if you're thinking about your own project and doing this, look, and I'm not knocking it because it's Jan, Dan Trachtenberg's first mm. movie. So, when I keep thinking, oh, shit, this is his first movie, so I'm not really, I'm going to give him a, a fair shake. Um, it'll still damn good, though. Um, you know, right. Well, just to right. stop you there, as, as, as you're thinking about, like, all right, the ending itself, yeah. the way how it ends, and don't worry, guys, you're not going to spoil the ending, right? Right. Um, maybe if they just continue the story just a little bit, a just little a few, something. five more minutes, yeah. and maybe try to end it the way how it began, if you understand, like, right. the one moment that really, truly, that really, you know, start, that really, you know, start, kick-started the story. Yeah. Maybe if they ended that way, like kind of allude to what happened before, and then she ends up in another situation, right. and it's like, oh, I, I now what? And then the you yeah. end it I off find, there. I find it the blue balls, man, are way in a little bit. Yeah, so, it kind of ends a little abrupt. Like, you know right. why it ends that way, but it's right. like, and I, find it I want a little bit more, you know? Yeah, Show me a little bit more. I didn't hate this movie by any stretch of imagination. Again, all of that whole, the whole sequence of the bunker, the whole, basically, which is yes, pretty yes. much the entire film. I think it's like the last, what, 10 minutes, 10 to 15 Well, 10, 15 minutes is right. really when shit goes up. Right. Well, um, real shit goes up. Yeah. Um, what did do with that? I liked, I, but that was solid because that was really well edited, really well told, quite intense, I thought. Um, this is really great scene in the, in the, on the, the dinner table. Yes, when, yes, when yes. Oh my God, God, yeah. Um, what's his name? Howard. He explodes on, on. Yeah, that's great. that was fantastic. Uh, um, well, before, you're going to get the ratings or just, can I? Just, all right. One more thing. So, see, see, go ahead. so this is where you see this is where JJ Abrams again. I mentioned it before. JJ Abrams, we have a pattern. It's a pattern former with this man. Mm-hmm. Pattern former. I, I know you have beef with him since loss ended. Like <laughs> loss, well, loss. He, I don't really blame him for loss so much. That is not him so much. That is um, what's his name? This idiot who did um, Prometheus. Lindelof. Or who wrote? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Idiot. I thought you meant Derek. I'm like what? No, no, okay. No. Lindelof. Yeah. Anyway, I. You might think of JJ is that the man, he knows how to. I, I, I keep telling people this. I think he's kind of pulling wool over people's eyes and kind of masquerade something that's good, but when you think about it, it's quite mediocre. And if you're not. Fair, like the first Clover Feel, for example? No, but I actually. The, the first Clover Feel, I think, was still Which was solid, good, but. Solid. But, but what, why the first Just Clover, not as great why, as it was why, hyped up to why be. Why the first Clover Feel worked is because it did that whole. The whole funk footage thing quite well. Yeah. And it did that quite intelligently, I thought. Um. Oh, you mean like how they cut back from right. you know from and, and, the actual event? And then when, they, when they're watching, it's like, oh shit, somebody watching this too. Like you didn't get. Oh yes, right. yes, Just like yes, I yes. With um, with uh, shit, was he with the three superheroes with Michael B. Jordan? Um, Chronicle. Chronicle, yeah. right? Kind of same thing. They just collect all the footage and then somebody pieces together and then somebody else is watching it later in the storyline. Yeah. So the narrative is still going on, but you watching what they see, kind of thing. Um, this. He does. He does this whole mediocrity thing. I think as I still call him the master of the mediocre. He'll masquerade something as very great. Can you have people out here who loving this or really hating it? There are a bunch of people. Yeah, I know, it. I know, I know. People, uh, people were divided by this yeah, movie. Yeah, it, it comes out from, from the little. I've just seen it because we what today's was Sunday. I saw it Friday. Yeah, I saw it Saturday. So, right. Yeah. Uh, it starting to polarize people already, and not only just because of the color, color field stuff, but just because of the story and what they do with it. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think JJ Rowan's showing a pattern. I don't know what you're going to do next. I have no idea what he's going to do next. I don't score IMDb, so yeah. I don't know. 
Um, well, there's that Star Trek movie, but you know. yeah, no, no. Well, he's 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 not right. directing it, anyway, right? But yeah, he is a problem. I have an issue with him in terms that he just knows how to play that game really well, but he still have to do stuff that's truly creative for me. I mean, I liked him in the days of Felicity. I actually like Felicity. That was a good show. Yeah, I'm, I'm not knocking off for this, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> did Alias, I think that was an okay show. I did love it, but I, I liked it. It was a right. show. Um, and then when he came into movies, it's just like you get a feeling that he more just know how to play the game rather than give a great script. He just know how to cater to the lowest common denominator, but he's the best of that. Mm-hmm. You know, just like in my Star Wars review, same kind of thing. Same thing here. You know, it's it's Jan Chapman, Dame Lovelove, Chazelle did he, I say Dame Lovelove, Jim and Chazelle did the, the script. script for this, but it was still, you could get a feeling that he, he was the person. Yeah, who kind of kind of give it the degree yeah. right now, and I uh, again again this issue with the man. Whatever. Right. Um, well, real solid. It still was very well made. Well acted. John Goodman actually was really good in this. Yes, um, yes. I thought he was really good. Mary instead was really good in this. Um, busy boy name. I can't remember the actor. John Gallagher Jr. Right. Don't know him. I didn't look him up. Yeah. I, I know his face, but uh, I think he's a comedy person. That's, I get a feeling. Wouldn't be surprised. There's a way of or why sorry. There's a way how he acted. Right. Um, well, I would say this much with with your JJ Abrams um, comment. All right. Like I was watching, I was watching this film and I saw like hints of Hitchcock. You know. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of Hitchcock who yeah, shipped it. Yeah. You know. And I kind of see like that you know like 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 JJ is trying to be the modern day Hitchcock. No. In a way, you know, right. he he, he always it. like you know like his films is always like all right. There's always gonna be there's there's gonna be something. Yeah. It's gonna be a twist. It's gonna be yeah. something. Or sure. you know like uh, or like you know M Night Shyamalan something like that. Right. I saw a lot of yeah, M Night Shyamalan no, this, stuff this was, in this, this too. Was, this was, but I, that's the thing. I was kind of thinking of that as well. I was like, you know, this kind of Shyamalan territory. It was not as bad as the Village, for example. Because it had no. that scene. But my mouth signs though. It had a sign. Right. But but the Village Village had that aspect of it as well, which is you don't know what's going on, and then. People telling you know this lying to the people inside. Yeah. Scenario or what it is, or you're right for the wrong reason. You're not sure, but what it is you're doing inside mm-hmm. the world. Again, we're not really spoiling the film, but we're just kind of seeing yeah. the comparisons. Um, and it's just you don't know what's going on outside, but they're telling you what's going on, and you have to trust authority. But do you trust the authority or not? And you realize, okay, you should not, you should trust authority. You're right for some reasons, but then you realize, okay, they might be wrong for this reason, mm-hmm. or. Yeah, you should still have a chance to go outside. So, you know, the fellow was writing this way, but he was writing this way. This was hard. Yeah. And they did that, I think the film did that balance well. And because the characterization was so strong, and I still think the characterization is very strong, actually, my rating goes up a little bit, thinking about the film a little more, giving the film a little bit of a chance. Um, I still think it's a me- plot wise, it's still mediocre. But because the rest of the product was so well done, so well made, especially sound design, I will give this a low movie tone. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, good rating. Yeah. All right. Well, for me, like, I would just kind of lead on positives and ne- negatives quick. I liked the way, I liked how the, the story was paced. I like how the editing was, um, especially the intro. That intro got me completely, you know, caught me off guard. I love how they did that. Um, performances, especially from, you know, John Goodman. Yeah. Gives this yes. amazing very performance, performance, very yes. Oscar worthy performance. You yeah, know, a lot of people. Yeah, you know, a lot of people. You know, I mean, people know John Goodman for years. You know, starring films and he whatnot. Was, yeah, but you know, he was in Trumbull. Um, oh, he, he was, was in Trumbull. Yeah, okay. the great, the, the kind of hackneyed um, studio producer. Yeah, but and you know, because they, 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 he had the talent, he was end up making money, and he ended up getting Oscars. Yeah, but I mean, like in in his case, he's either, he either he either does comedic stuff like um, you know, of course. Big Lebowski. Yeah. 
And I don't know if you guys can remember way back in 94, he starred in, you know, the, the big budget adaptation of the Flintstones. You yes. know, at the time, which was the I, most expensive movie of that year. And I actually enjoy that shit. I enjoy that shit. I don't care. Well I, I really like that movie. You know what's dumb so about silly. it? Halle Berry playing Sharon Stone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, think about yes, that, guys. Yes, yes, <laughs> Barry playing Sharon Stone. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought that was fun, you know? And he always is either that or you have your dramatic performances, you know? Yeah. Like, for example, he was in Flight with, yeah. uh, with you Denzel know, Denzel Washington. Um, but in this case, this was the first time I ever saw him play so, this really yeah. terrifying character. And yeah, he terrified scary. me in moments, you know? Yeah, he's scary. You know, there's that face and there's the way oh, how why, he kind of skulls at you, you know? many character work is because of the position of authority he had. In yeah. Well, when you start to see certain things revealed, it's like, oh shit, I kind of should trust him, dude. Like, yeah. so you get into that now. I, th- I thought that was well done. Yeah, it's like, you are in my house, you are in my bunker, right. Dredd. You got to follow rules. Yeah, you don't follow he, rules, he, he, you die. He really comes across as being the most knowledgeable. Now. Yeah. And they do that really well. Yeah. Um, the other two performances, you know, from um, Mary Elizabeth Winsett. Yeah. Well, great too. John well, John Gallagher, Gallagher yeah. I know a lot of people. Well, I mean, he was solid as well too. He's the most talkative of the yeah. three. Yeah. Um, and he brought, you know, the, the comic relief into it because we need comic relief in a show like this, you know, that's so tense and so armed up with this intensity. Yeah. So he was great as well, too. Um, I liked how her character was kind of present. You know, she's not the, you know, normally in those, in thrillers or horrors, you know, the, 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 the female character is always like, you know, the one always cowering in a corner or, you know, waiting till the last yeah, minute to actually make a decision. It, she makes decisions work. from the word go. Yeah, they made it work. They made it yeah. work because some people, I remember somebody was complaining about how she, the character might be a little too smart or too intelligent. And I was like, no, nothing in it. No, and, she, and she just kind of figured out yeah, it took a while and then no, when she figured out, she just moved. Plot-wise, everything plot-wise, um, you know, made sense. Because they did, especially the last piece of she escaped. I was like, oh shit, yeah. He, yeah. The guy talked about it, blah, blah, blah. Right? Um, I, well, I want to, well, yes. And um, I also like how the story was playing around with the notion of you don't know what's what's going on out there. You right. don't know if it's a if it's an invasion. You don't know if it's aliens. Like, or in this case, with, you know, just going back to the original clue, you don't know if it's the same no, shit that went that, down in the first film going on. They did a good job again. This is why I the characterization and writing was strong in this point, which is um, the whole aspect of, you know, the balance of skepticism versus belief. Yeah, and authority, and mostly belief in authority. Yes. not so much belief itself, but just what you know. Why does he would believe this or not? You know, yeah. why does he would accept this information or not? And he did a good job with that. Yeah, um, um, and also too with with, with John Goodman's character, I liked how the fact that he wasn't this two dimensional bad guy. Oh yeah, you, no, you yeah. got where he was coming from at certain points. Like you know, you have better be safe than sorry. Yeah, but at the same time. You know, if something is going to affect his his pool, his niche, yeah. then he's going to do something about yeah. it. And he usually reacts this quite violently and quite terrifyingly, you yeah. know. And, you know, that brought up some of the, the most, you know, I wouldn't call it jump scares, but just more, the most frightening moments in the film for me. Yeah. Um, there were moments, that, you know, like, especially leading up to the to the last 10, 15 minutes that reminded me of, of, of say, The Shining, you know. Yeah. That scene where they were running by, you know, and, you know, Jack Nicholson is running them down and stuff. It had a moment of that, like, remind me of that. There were a lot of Hitchcock, not references, but it had moments which felt like, you know, you were watching a Hitchcock flick, you know, the pacing and, you know, just the little things that happened just out of the blue, you know. Yeah. Um, What else? This, uh, so this for me, this for me, uh, it's going to be, you know, I get the feeling that it's going to be this year's Mad Max for me. Yeah, uh, well, you have a bunch because have a bunch of people going to tell you why this is great filmmaking, yeah, and this is why it is and it's going to reference well because it does this old thing, yes, like yes, yes, old film. yeah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't think it was that good, I didn't really do anything, you know, for me in that way, yeah, um, but but, but um, still liked it and it was solid, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do agree with you, like, like, 
a lot of people, especially a lot of screenwriters, will be like, yeah. you know, this is how you make uh, a, yeah. a, a film so economical. You know, yeah. you have this small room. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, and there was even a, no, a certain shuttle moment that reminded of, me of Saw, by the way. No, no, the use of the space was great. I mean, uh, you yeah. know, what, especially because you, get, you already got a sense of it being cloistered, claustrophobic. Yeah, and there was a moment where there was a shot, actually, with... with, uh, with um, Mary's character they remind me a hell of a lot of, of Saw the first yeah, yeah, Saw yeah, you know yeah, yeah. her being in this room yeah, and you know not being able to get out it reminded me a lot like well, that was kind of confusing well uh, slight spoiler but um, sense of time you know how, how long it was inside the donker oh I, I kind of assume it was a few days or right. no it, it could be more because there was a montage that, that went right. in the middle in my head right so in my head I had about a two weeks Two weeks, maybe three weeks. Not sure how long it was. Yeah, I don't think it was too long. Like probably like a couple of weeks. The thing is, you couldn't tell in terms. The only thing you could tell is that her leg was healed, and oh yes, yes, yes. The guy's arm was not healed. Um, so I didn't. I think Emmett was the character's name. Emmett, yes, that's his name. Yeah. Yeah. uh, He. So you don't. I didn't get a sense because so so in my head I was like, oh, her leg wasn't that damaged. It was just kind of bruised up a little bit, maybe slightly sprained at best, and then his arm was broken. Yes. So it would have taken longer. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but that, that informed the story a, a good bit, and so it is because it informed in terms of what the what the um, in terms of what you know had to uh, occur later and yeah. what she had to do. Anyway. All right. Um, what else? That like um, Dan. Chuckle. Yeah, Dan Chuckle's directing was brilliant yeah. for first time. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty damn good. Spot on. Um, yeah, and yes. one thing that that really made the film work for me was the was the score, especially and I, from. I, I from I'll give it a slightly. Only because of that, I'll give it a slightly fairer shake. Um, uh, the directing I'm talking about, not the music. No, no. Well, then, not the well. The score is good, but I'm talking about just him uh, being a first time director. Yes, yes. Just because you're a first time director, I give you slightly give it. I was like, all right, you know, it's your first time. You yeah, but you know, you'll do better. You right. know, he'll make better films. You know. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. To score. Um. Done by Bear McCready. Yes. A name that you that may name. know. Like all right. Love that to, to, all right, like he did, he, he did music for Ages of Shield, which you mentioned before, and of course he did the music for The Walking Dead. If you know that I team know. score, okay. sorry, if you know that team song, yeah. sorry, what am I saying? Team yeah. score, yeah, yeah. No, for <laughs> yeah me, then you know what I'm talking right, about. For me, Ber- Mercury, uh, the, the, the score and the, the, or, the most of the songs are the team song for Battlestar Galactica. The, oh, yes, the, yes, the he did for that too, right? That had a kick ass, that whole dun, 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 dun. yeah, awesome. I love the drum that, yeah. awesome. he's a fantastic, fantastic score, man. Yeah, um, and, I, and I thought that his score added a lot to it. It reminded me a lot like how the score for um, for Signs added yeah. to, you know, that tension yeah. and, you know, that, that feel that, you know, something dark is out there, something yeah. dreary is something out there. Um, if, you, if you look, if you approach the film as this sort of like this nonstop trill ride, yeah. then you will like- enjoy it up to the end. You will enjoy that, but if you're kind of looking for like you know subtext and you know like a deeper meaning to it, oh, no, then you no, might get turned off by the no, by the no, last ten fifty minutes too. Because character-wise, it has that you know. It has yeah, it that. does. It does. It does. It has that. You could find it. it was just the payoff. Yeah, the, the payoff. Ending, I I agree. The ending just did, again. I don't hate it. You know, it's not like oh, this waste of time and a drop a popcorn and walk out. Yeah, I wasn't like that, but I was like, yeah, this just was meh. I just come and I went and I left. And yeah. Because here's the thing: if I went and see that alone, because I went to see both films at the same time, I just went to see. I went to see. Uh, Iron Sky. Iron and Sky then first, and then that, and because I enjoyed Iron Sky so much, I was like, oh. Oh. This, this okay. Kinda, so you kinda, had you had that. Tro- yeah. They yeah. threw off my palate so much now. Yeah. I just I thought Iron, Iron Sky was just so solid. Right. I don't. Well, well, actually, I, I saw I saw this movie alone. I went with friends, and we yeah. were we were all like you know we were all tense you know yeah. we were all at the edge of our seats even right down to the end as well too but the end or at least the 10-15 minutes is done in such a way that you know like 
like i don't know like you have to kind of think back as as to how it led to that point and you know leading up to that point was great like i love the moments that took place in the bunker i just felt that you know the the and then like you know how you say with the with the payoff the payoff could have been a lot stronger stronger a lot heavier you know mm-hmm. They didn't need. You don't need to tie it into Cloverfield, but I think it right. would have worked, especially right. way how it ended. Yeah. That you know, if they probably tied it in the first film, about oh, okay, I see where they're going at. Right. But because they really set out to make this thing, here's you know, the um, distinct. Here's the problem. Yeah. I am not going to engage in this kind of borderline conspiracy theorist idea. You see how a lot of fans, what do you mean, like people talking about no, the fans. Fans of Cloverfield did that shit. This absurd amount of research and time wasting about the expanded universe and where this is. Like, okay, take for example, did they ever Dude, like, like, I remember they say what was Super 8 um, was, was like, 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 oh, well, the, the creature there was, was, yeah, was, was, yeah, was, was in Super 8 and I like, somebody stop, told me that like, stop, stop, do stop. what I do? I don't, I don't care. care. I don't care. I don't care. Why? Stop it. <laughs> but no, yeah. This, this, yeah, this hard, you know, you need to connect all the, the dots kind of attitude and I was like, why? For this, uh, I don't, don't know. I, again, as I said, the way how it's written, and if you just watch the films only, you don't do the research, you don't spend, sit down and try to make too much sense of everything and, and nitpick and fan theory yourself off, off, the, off a cliff. Um, if the way how it's shot, it really felt, as, as I mentioned this earlier, it's, the way how it's shot is that it's, it's, you could either need, neither confirm nor deny um, if it's connected to Cloverfield. And I think that was very intentional. Right. Um, but from what I understand, if I do a little bit, if you pay a little bit of attention, it might lean on deny. Mm. Maybe. Not sure. A lot of fans, a lot of people will be pissed off with that. A lot of people walking in expecting Cloverfield sequel. Yeah, that that's one thing, guys. Right. If you go in expecting a Cloverfield don't two, don't. don't please. Yeah. So, so and I think the way how the first Cloverfield was, did they ever explain? Now, I'm sure, some super fan could tell tell us this, but did they explain what was the origin of the Cloverfield monster? No. No. Do, do they explain what the, 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 the scenario going on here was the origins of it either? No. Well, the idea, the well, the idea what they gave, I remember, saw the behind the scenes for Cloverfield is that, that the, the creature is like a baby. is looking for its mom, so it's just kind of running around wild, but, you know, where, like, where did the mom okay. Come from? Yeah, where did the mom come from? Yeah. Like, okay. Okay. But, all right, but sure. for me, let me just get my rating. Um, yeah. Just thinking about it, like I say, you know, um, te- from a technical perspective, it's yeah. great, you know, it's writing was film. solid. Yes. The end is still entertaining even though it will divide a lot of viewers you know yeah. especially if you were expecting a bigger payoff from what we saw from you know the first two thirds of the film yeah. but for me for what it was i give it a decent four out of five stars nice. okay. i it may show up in my top 10 who knows maybe okay. it may be number 10 but I'm, like i say like no right idea. right now it's a it's it, it stood out to me a lot it i enjoyed it a lot more than i expected to yeah but you know, maybe it might be a runner-up. Who knows? But I will say definitely, guys, check it out. Um, leave your expectations lowered. Um, if you want to see Cloverfield before watching this film, go ahead. But just keep in mind that it's not related to it. Or maybe it is, but I guess you have to kind of dig in deep. But I suggest you don't need to. You really don't have to kind of try and tie in and say, well, okay, well, this little object in the first film showed up in the second film. So that yep. means if... No, you don't need to do that. Yep. Just... See it for what it is, a really intense thriller. Yeah. Enjoy it for what it is, even if the 10, 15 minutes you know, might throw you off. Right. And that's pretty it. much that's it, you yeah. know? Like, like, like I say, well, even if you, if you, even if you like the, ten, the last 10, 15 minutes or not, don't let that really take you away from, you know, the previous stuff that went on before, you know? Because yeah. the previous stuff is great, you know? And I like how they kind of... I, I like the well maybe I didn't love the twist so much but I like how they kind of kept it intense and entertaining especially yeah. it's just for me the end was a little abrupt I could have yeah. seen a little bit more we could have gotten a little bit like 
you know, a little bit, put, a little bit more. Just a little bit more. They could have juiced up. In retrospect, I watching it. Um, in retrospect, I find the trailer is actually really well made. Yes, it's a yes, yes. Big trailer. My yes. gosh, because when, when you see the same sequence now in context of the film, it's like, oh shit, that trailer is really well edited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, like the, the, the trailer itself. Yeah, the trailer itself made you feel like, okay, yeah. this is following up. Yeah. After the, the after Cloverfield, and yeah. then when you see the movie itself, it's like no, but what wait, they do in the no, film actually. itself, in the film itself, what they do, like in the trailer, when you, you see her going up the stairs, and yeah. then when you what you see after that, yes, I thought <laughs> it was really good. I was like, oh, story pick up here, and it, I thought that was great, and yeah. I really enjoyed that aspect. Yeah, so yeah, so I still say check it out. I, no, I totally respect that. Yeah. I mean, I totally I have my own personal again because I'm a big jaded sci fi nerd. Um, yeah, payoff mm-hmm. was not great for me, that's why I don't get that great of a score. Yeah, well, well I, I agree, the payoff wasn't really all that, but yeah. I still see as a as a as a tension fill trill ride. Yeah. You'll have fun with this film, right. you know. Okay, so that's it. Yeah, that's it. That yeah, be, um, that's how uh, you could live with it. Yeah. So up next? just all right, coming up next. Well, oh, well, of course, before Batman v Superman, we have Zootopia. Ah, yes, yes. I, I, and I, I actually, definitely actually, want to see actually that. Actually, lamenting that didn't come out on time in Trinidad. I really wanted that to come out. I yeah, I wish I could have seen excited. Zootopia and Franco really at the same first, time and you know talked about it. Bit in the, in the DMV with the, with the slots and the joke and those. Yes, I was like, this yes. so hard. Dude. I love that. I, I heard I heard very good ratings about it. I didn't get to see it yet. I want to see it coming through. Now that I heard it's coming in twins. When are you coming? It's coming out, well, this Wednesday, actually. Right, so I'm going to take that. Yeah. yeah. And of course, after that is, you know, Batman v Superman. Yeah. And of course, yep. coming up as, uh, as well, too, ah, uh, yep. Daredevil Season 2. Yes. So I'm I'm planning to, right. you know, binge watch that. So you should expect a review and of that well, along with since, it. Since the world is not going to explode after Batman v Superman, the conflict, um, we're going to see. There's something I was interested in seeing. Uh, I saw some of it. I'm not sure how much you change it, but they showed it in TIFF last year. This is Hardcore. Or oh, Hardcore Henry. That's no, the name of it. changing name. Okay, it was Hardcore. Now it's Hardcore Henry. Right. Oh, okay. That's all oh, right. Because yeah, I remember we keep mentioning Hardcore, but I saw the trailer for Hardcore, hardcore Henry. Henry. Like, yes. wait, why well, so, keep calling this Hardcore? You know? Yeah, it's Hardcore. Yeah. Oh, that trailer thing. is badass, yeah. by the way. Why, I, 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 well, friends. Friends give some ratings. I have my own rating for it. When when we see it, yeah. it's coming in April. I have a feeling it will be like this year's crank. Right. You know, that but the problem is, I heard you start one, and I you end, one, and it's just this. <laughs> I heard one big problem with it, and it's something. I heard a big problem with it, but I, we'll talk about it after. It's to do with the nature of film and video games as a medium and how to tell a story. Oh, and okay, okay. That whole aspect of it. But so I'm, I'm guessing that like what it goes way too over the top. It is, the it rules. No, it doesn't translate. Physics, it doesn't so. translate well. It's to do with storytelling and narrative. All right. Okay. 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 I, I get it. like you know what works in a game won't work yeah. in a movie. I got yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's the stuff that uh, yeah. we are looking out forward to. And then well, me is winter. The awesomeness of Civil War. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, we have well we have April to just rock back and yeah. wait and see what else comes out and around that time. I have real world shenanigans to deal with and I'm practicing coloring and all that thing. Yeah. And I'm doing great. So. <laughs> And I am, I am, I am, I am, right. I am fully embracing the world of SoundCloud. So if you guys listen to this on yes. SoundCloud and you're liking it and you know we stuff, congrats, you know, thanks very much, you yeah, know. Over to yeah, we actually moved from from YouTube to yeah, to, to SoundCloud. Yeah, yeah, just a lot of drama stuff yeah. there. So you know, just glad being able to to share our voices with you yeah. guys. You know, so you know, um, oh yes, so you know, like, comment, let us know what you thought about Ten Clover Feeling. Yeah. Eye in the Sky if you've seen it if you haven't mm-hmm. de- definitely check it out I'm going to check it out as well too if I get a chance yeah. um, the Ghostbusters trailer what you thought about it the Nina Simone trailer what you thought about it <laughs> and Civil War not like I should ask anybody but you know what did you like what didn't you like what do you expect from the show you know yeah, you 
Yeah, oh gosh, you know, it's Spider Man or is, is, is it too CG or whatnot? Yeah. You know, just let us know. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come <laughs> on. Come on. Come I on. I to go with the classic look of smart. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Not as smart or Anyway. Yeah, so in closing, Ricardo, where can we find yeah, you so online? You can find me, good sir. Ampersat, R M E D D Y, that is, on Twitter, at R M E D D Y. Hello. And you can find me on Facebook. I am the 10th Cloverfield Lane. Most important, Ricardo Medina on Facebook. Just type in my name, you'll find it. That's me there, uh, Matthew. All right. Um, I actually live about a couple streets away from you, so I'm actually at number eight, Cloverfield Lane. <laughs> like, sorry, a couple homes actually away from you. <laughs> sorry, we. I mean, I mean, we don't really see each other. Like, I come outside, so, and I don't know, like, you go to work or some yeah, kind of things. I don't, I don't see you, but anyway. Yeah. yeah, so I'm on eight, Cloverfield Lane, but if you're looking for me online, you could go on Twitter, just type in Legally Black MJB. MJB are in capital letters. You can find me there, as well as the link to this podcast and, you know, other stuff that I've, you know, we've discussed before. Yeah. Facebook, just look for Matthew Bailey. Um, also, too, uh, you could look for a legally black or official fan page yeah. on Facebook as well. Too, you'll see all the links to my written and you know vocal reviews that I've done with uh, Ricardo as well too. Yes, and yeah, that's pretty much about that it. Is it. Yeah. So until next time, guys. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Whenever you listen to this, once again, this is Matthew Bailey alongside. Yes, and signing off. So take care, guys. Until next time. Peace. Later.